Ave Maria, grazia plena, Dominus Tecum. Welcome back, Kevin, to another episode of the Red Text Podcast. My name is Rai, a.k.a. the Mestizo Mystic. And my name is Voga. I am Voga Illuminante, and I am so fucking ready for summer to be over. I cannot fucking stand this fucking... I don't know what it is in San Francisco. I know that for a fact that it's not like L.A. Because San Francisco, I know, is so much more beautiful than here in L.A. I know that y'all are really cold, da-da-da-da-da. That's why I always tell Rai we need to switch places because I cannot do the heat here i can't stand it and i i can live in 60 degree weather forever forever i don't care because <sighs> like today i couldn't even get myself to wear a wig like it was just i had to put a cunty little bun on because i i couldn't put a wig on today it was just so hot in this room it's so funny because we're we're finally having our heat wave like we're finally having our summer which is like i don't know i think the highest it's gotten in the last week is like 75 while sunny are you joking? That's a heat wave to you? I mean, because we it's like sunny and it's that temperature. It's a, it's a San Francisco heat wave. That is not a heat wave. A heat wave here in LA is like like between like 95 to 100. That's, it's yeah, that's awful. disgusting. It's awful. It's so awful. And I am so like, we're at the, at the time of this recording, we're at the end of August. And the fact that September is in a week. I, I am just so, I mean, it's still going to be hot through September. That's the thing. LA is so weird when it, cause we don't really have seasons. Like we definitely have like hot, cold and in the middle, but like in the middle, like the perfect like temperature doesn't last very long. It's maybe for like a month out of the entire year. And then like the rest of it is either really, really cold, which I don't mind. I actually really, really like it or blazing lava hot, like the devil's asshole hot. Like it's so fucking hot, especially in where I live in the, in, in LA. It's just, it's just not good. No, it makes me over so... 80 is too much for me. And I'm pretty sure I complained this in last, in the last season while we were recording in the summer, I'm pretty sure. And then like, if for anyone who's watching the the video version of this episode, if y'all can see what my space looks like, it's perpetually nighttime in my bedroom all the time. My curtains, I swear to God, I have two layers of curtains over my window. One of them are blackening curtains or darkening curtains, and the ones over those are blackout curtains. Like, that's how serious I am, I am of, like, not getting sun in here. And then, like, the sides of the curtains are, like, pinned to the wall. So, like, no sun is getting into this room, ever. Because to me, sun equals heat. So like, it's always perpetually dark. And that's why all of my plants died. And I have I no longer have any plants in this room. Because there's no sunlight in this room anymore. But for some of you who probably um, caught on, like maybe like maybe a couple episodes before, I invested in my own personal air conditioner that I have in my bedroom. And this thing has been a lifesaver for the last couple of months. I, I have this set at like 66. And I have it running from like, p.m. all the way into like morning time when i wake up because and like my 
my crypt is like ice cold all the time. Well, it's not ice cold, but it's like comfortable. Um, it's never ice cold. Did you just call it your crypt? Yeah. I mean, that. yeah, that's exactly what it is. Vampire with those blackout curtains. That's exactly what it is. Like a vampire lives in this, a vampire lives in this room. Like it's like I said, it's perpetually nighttime. But yeah, this, this thing has been a lifesaver because like without this running, even with my blackout curtains and no sun coming into this room because my window faces west, this room is like 80 degrees at the hottest part of the day. That's so bad. Oh God, I can't stand it. It makes me so sick. Anyways, I'm happy for fall y'all you i mean did you did you see that starbucks started selling pumpkin spice again no oh my god this early hyped i'm hyped i went to because my usual is the um brown sugar shaken espresso that's like my thing right now i'm very into that because it tastes like christmas it's so delicious but like they i was walk, i was going through the drive-thru of starbucks and they had like it's pumpkin spice season and i was like oh my god i'm fu- i'm so hyped i'm so excited for pumpkin spice season are you a spice uh pumpkin spice girly I've never ordered one. I've only ever had like a sip of someone else's. Oh my god! Okay, so next just, time those drinks are so sugary, I can't. Oh, handle shut it. up! Okay, listen, go to Starbucks and don't don't get the big one. Just get just get like a grande, um, and get a chai tea latte with pumpkin syrup and pumpkin foam, um, uh, and oat milk. <sighs> pumpkin foam? Mm-hmm. Pumpkin cold foam? It's like foam. Like like it's like whipped cream? No, it's milk. It's milked foam, or it's foamed milk. So the f- the the milked foam. So the foam t- tastes like pumpkin spice. Yeah, you've never had a cappuccino. You ever had foamed milk before? The only coffee I'd ever order when I go to Starbucks or really almost anywhere is a oat milk latte. That's it. I'm simple. I'm easy. I think lattes have. Oh, maybe not. They probably don't have foam. No, but foam. Except if I go to a Pete's Coffee, then I get oh. their horchata oat milk latte. Mm. Pete's shot the oat milk latte is so is good. so good. Pete's is one of the most one of the most underrated fucking coffee shops ever. Have you ever been to Phil's? Is there a Phil's in San Francisco? Yeah, it originated in San Francisco. I'll have you know. Oh, was that is that what that is? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Oh my god, Phil's. Oh my is god, probably... sorry, my dog's playing tug of war with me for the first time. I'm just relishing in this. She doesn't tug. She she my dog doesn't, doesn't tug like. She oh fuck. That was like the first time she's I've ever seen her do that. Okay. Anyways, I'm back here. That's all right. I don't get that too because my my dog does not tug. He doesn't like to tug. He likes to he likes to like pick something up and then like have me chase him, and then he just stops when I catch up to him. I was like, "What do you want me to do?" <laughs> <laughs> like this, this is not fun. I'm trying to teach this dog how to play with a ball. Like she's she's such a chewer. She will chew a toy to shreds. So the fact that she was like just playing tug of war with this toy that she's currently trying to chew and open uh, was just really entertaining. And she's <laughs> strong. She was fucking. I mean, I'm also in a rolling chair, but she was pulling me. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh my god, I got her breed test results back. Oh, what is she? So she's half pit bull, thirty five percent bulldog, and then fifteen percent what Embark calls super mutt. So she has DNA of chow chow german shepherd and australian cattle dog oh but my god she's, so she's, she's like all of the strong bulldog. breeds like she's all of like the yeah. big breeds oh my god but it's just so funny because she's so small she has the face of a pit bull but like the small body oh. of a bulldog oh my goodness that is so sweet she's so smart i mean she can also be really stupid but for like she learns pretty quickly oh just like her mom um <laughs> So, um, yeah, so that's, that's how I'm doing. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm okay. I have school, I mean, this weekend as of this recording, 
also one of my family's dogs, um, the dog that lives back with my parents and sister, uh, just recently got diagnosed with skin cancer. Oh, no. And so we've just been kind of just trying to figure out what to do. We're still waiting for some lab work to come back because if it's spread to any of her other organs, then like Mm -hmm. there's no point in doing surgery to remove the tumor. Like we can just give her quality of life and chemotherapy is one way too expensive and two just painful for the dog. As soon as, as soon as anything metastasizes, like it's basically a death order. Like it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. Yeah. So we're, we haven't found out yet whether or not it has metastasized. So we're like fingers crossed praying that it's just the single tumor, but I started a GoFundMe um, for my mom for, her surgery for the for um our dog bella's surgery she's a german shepherd which are apparently prone to to cancer and so far the the gofundme set at 3k and it's already met almost half its goal in the last like i don't know 24 hours since i've made it so i'm like very very grateful that you know from my friends from school who've donated and my close friends and just everyone who's donated i'm just extremely appreciative of or i appreciate and am grateful for yeah that's really tough Oh, I'm really excited though. So one good thing, or I'm hoping it's good. Hmm. I signed up for a transcendental meditation course. Right. Are you familiar with it? No, you told me you told me you said something briefly about it in the last episode, but um please enlighten me. So I'll I'll give like a little brief background of it cuz I still am somewhat unclear about it, but I guess transcendental meditation was like popularized by a Maharishi yogi or something like that. And although I have my like criticisms of like, I don't think any form of meditation should be hidden behind a paywall, but apparently transcendental meditation is a specific technique that's super simple that works whether or not you believe in it and gets Hmm. you deeper like than any other meditation practice, or at least gets you deeper much more quickly than any other meditation practice. And there's been research studies that have shown uh, evidence-based proof that it's had benefits for people with ADHD. Um, they're using it. I think the government funded like a one or two billion dollar research to see how transcendental meditation could help veterans with PTSD. Uh, what else? It was being taught in prisons. So, anyways, I guess the whole gist of it is that you meet for the first day for one to two hours with a one-on-one with an instructor who teaches you a secret mantra and the mantra specific to you. I think they have like a certain amount of mantras, but like based on like your gender and what you're going through, like they assign you a mantra. You're not allowed to say it out loud. You can't tell anybody this mantra. Mm. And then you use that mantra while meditating, but you're not saying it or chanting it. You're literally just thinking it. And mm-hmm. so it sounds like simple mantra meditation, but it, like I was scouring Reddit for people's experiences, which like is a mixed bag, but leaning towards positive. And I'm talking to a classmate of mine tomorrow because she started doing it earlier this year. And luckily they have a discount. So if you're a full-time student, whether that's undergrad, graduate school like me, whatever, you can pay a one-time fee of 400 and it's a lifetime membership or uh, like four monthly installments. But anyways, my course is starts next week. And so I meet in person one day for two hours with my instructor and then three days consecutively after that for group instruction where we'll we'll practice it together and also learn just more about it together. And then once you learn it, you're supposed to do it twice a day for 20 minutes, um, 20 minutes each. And so it's like very much like a commitment, but you don't have to change anything about your lifestyle. No, like you don't have to increase exercise. You don't have to change your diet. Like it's literally just learning this technique. And then because it's a lifetime membership, you can get follow-ups and check-ins with instructors. Like whenever you need, you can go to any center in the world because um, they have a bunch of centers apparently. 
for any events, whatever. Anyways, I'm super stoked because I've, I've practiced different forms of meditation, but this one claims to be extremely simple and you reap the benefits pretty much instantly. So I am excited because I've been very faulty with my previous meditation practices. So I'm, I'm very I'm intrigued by this and we'll, we'll see what happens. Some people have said that it's been so intense when they meditate with this technique that like they'll just start crying or develop a migraine. And then other people say like they have the most energy they've ever had and like don't need to use substances anymore. I don't know. So we'll see. I'm going into it skeptical. I feel like it would benefit you because I know on spiritual burnout, we were talking about meditation for a bit and you were saying that like meditation is just not your thing. So Mm -hmm. I feel like this technique being as quote unquote simple as they say it's supposed to be would be perfect for you. But I'll report back to you once I actually experience it. Yeah, I, I would love a testimony because um, I still haven't locked <laughs> unlocked that part of my brain yet. Who's that, that part of the brain that allows me to meditate effectively? You know, but the thing about it is, is that when we talk about meditation, there's like an actual like formal way to meditate, but there are things that are very meditative that I'm very good at. Mm-hmm. Like this sound, this may sound really crass, but I don't care. This is the red text. Pooping is very meditative to me. Like sitting on the toilet and pooping is very meditative to me. I come up with like the best solutions when I'm on the toilet or if I'm in the shower. Like when I'm when I'm going through because it's like a time for me to sit and just fucking think. And it's like quiet time. Or if I'm in the car. Like that's something that I I, I tend to be very um that where I contemplate not really meditate, but contemplate. And I credit like critical thinking is very um effective in those environments for me, like the shower or on top of the toilet or in my car. Um, which is strange because those don't necessarily have the have they're not very related to each other. <laughs> like you're doing very different things in all of those things. But I don't know. It's like, I know that like meditation is not necessarily time for you to like help you solve problems. But like for me, when I get myself in a, in a space that's really quiet and I can think of all the things that's going on in my life, that's actually the the best time for me to like critical think and like problem solve. Like for example, today I was taking a shower and I was dealing, I had this thing in my head where I, I had to kind of talk myself down from a situation that happened with a friend where I was like bothered by something that he did. I was trying to see if I was like how I was feeling was was warranted or was I don't know valid in any way. And I was like, I, I mean, it, it's valid because I felt it. But like, should I be feeling like this still? Like it's been a day. Like, it's, isn't it like time for you to get over it? You know what I mean? And so like, I sat there and and realized that no, it's not. Like I think that was the time for me to like sit and just realize like this isn't this isn't worth it. Like this isn't even worth having a conversation about. You know what I mean? It was like one of those things. Like, should I bring it up? Is this something that I should talk to them about? Because like what they did kind of bothered me. But then it was like you know what? It's not really. You know, if this starts to look like a pattern, then yeah, maybe that's a really good time to like bring this up. It was like that. It was me like breaking things down and helping me figure out situations that, Mm. you know what I mean? Um, Yeah, like deconstructing it. Deconstructing it. But like me like sitting and trying to, oof, I can't do it. I mean, I, I know I can. It's just I don't have the skills or the resources to be able to do it on my own. Like I think I need someone to teach me how to do it appropriately. And I don't have access to that right now. But, you know, mm. but doing something... I mean, like, that's some self-awareness. Well, if there's one thing that I am is very self-aware. Um, the thing that I, I know that I can't do is <laughs> is cultivate cultivate healthy habits, <laughs> which is a great segue into what we're going to talk about today. 
we this is going to be actually our second revisited episode we talked about cultivating spiritual habits in our first season and i thought it was a really great episode because i actually really re-listened to it today not all of it i think i got like halfway and then i got really sick of hearing my prior name and i was like i can't do this anymore because (laughs) we kept calling each other by our prior names and i was like this is a little triggering (laughs) i can't do this right now so like i i got halfway and i was just like "Mm, okay um, so I, 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 I hit a, a little barrier there, which is strange because like when Rai calls me by my prior name, it bothers me. Or if like someone else would call me by my prior name, it bothers me. But like my friends or my family, they call me by my prior name and it doesn't bother me at all. Like it's that's funny you say that. That's the same same thing for me. Yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. And it's so weird because I have two. Um, we're going into something else now, but that's OK. I have two of my aunties are trans women and they're my, my mom's sisters and my family still calls them by their birth names. That's just, they just do. And they're not necessarily like their like birth, birth names. Like it's kind of like their nicknames, but it's always been their nicknames since they identified as, as not women. And that's just something that's always been carried. And I always ask them, I was like, do you ever feel like you want us to call you like their nieces and nephews we don't call them by that. We call them by Tita or Tat. One is one is Carla and one is Tatiana. And we call Tat Tat and we call Carla Tita. Anyways, that's beside the point. I was like, do you ever feel like you should tell the family, like the fa- you feel like the family should be calling you by your chosen name? And they're like, it it really, I they were like, it would feel strange to me if my family called me by my chosen name. I prefer for them really? to call me by my birth name. It feels right. Which is so strange to me because there are so many other people who would, who who are so triggered by their birth name or their given name mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they don't because it's associated with who they were before and not who they choose to be i kind of fall into the same thing where it's like the people who've known me as my prior name can choose to call me by either voga or my prior name um and i don't even call it a dead name it's not a dead name because people still use that name um when they refer to me i call it I I refer to it as my prior name because I don't think it's dead. I don't. I still identify. I identify. I still introduce myself, especially at work. I still use my prior name at work. So it's 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 strange. But then when I was listening to the episode and I was listening to us talk and like you were calling me by my prior name, I was just like, mm, can't do this. Yeah. Yeah. I am. We should do a whole episode on like gender and identity because that. And I know we had one on queerness last season. But I think an episode on gender oh. and just identity would be no, fantastic. no, and we already have a guest lined up for that for that episode. So just stay in tune, just stay stay tuned for that. We have a very good guest in in line for that. A very good friend of ours. She's she's dangerous, but <laughs> she's dangerous because she's um. This is a this is one that you should uh, keep an eye out for. You should stay on the good side of this one. Um, and once we get her on. You'll know who I'm talking about and you'll realize what I'm talking about. All of our <laughs> friends, all of our friends would be like, oh, I know exactly what she's talking about once we actually get this bitch on on the podcast. Anyways, um, so yeah, we were, we were talking about spiritual, um, cultivating spiritual habits and cultivating healthy spiritual habits. And something, when I was listening back on the episode, I was like, mm, a lot of things haven't changed. <laughs> a lot of things have changed. And I'm really happy about that. But like within the course of maybe a year, things have mm-hmm. changed, but only very small. It just, it shows like this, the, the, the speed of growth sometimes is very slow. And the blessing of having a podcast is that you can listen back and kind of be like, hmm, it's interesting how I thought 
also, Rye, if you ever get a chance to listen to our old episodes, you should just listen to how like young and eager and like just not jaded we are in those episodes. It's really strange. Really? It feels like it feels like it was years ago. Like we were like in our mid to well, you're in your mid twenties, but like it felt like I was like tw- I it sounded like I was talking like I was twenty five or something. Like it was like I was like energetic what? and like I, all I wanted to do was like talk about this. I mean, yeah, I'm still having fun doing this 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 podcast, but it's just like I'm a little bit more jaded now, especially within like yeah. the magical community. You know what I mean? You should listen to it. We sound like different people. It's strange. It's like I sound you would say I sound more jaded now than I did in those previous 100%. 100%. Like I'm definitely That's more jaded hilarious. than I'm definitely more jaded than you are for sure. Of course. I I think I've always been more jaded than you. <laughs> oh yeah. But it's just like you can hear in the way that we speak like we've definitely like slowed down, we've calmed down a little bit. We're a little bit more demure, I think. Back then we were just so it felt so like what was that word? Demure. Demure. I I just I feel like I've heard that word before and then never heard it again. It's like so it's just, um it's what a great thing to have in your vernacular. Oh, thank you. Demure is like um like I I feel like I'm demure. It's like very soft spoken, not very initially like outgoing. Like that's how I mm. am when I meet new people. I'm just kind of like observing. I'm not very like you know, I'm not very like balls to the wall. I'm not like Jeff, you know, Jeff, my fr- my friend, Jeff, like me and Jeff are like polar opposites. Jeff is a lunatic and I'm demure. That's kind of like the, the opposites. That's like, that's like the Got spectrum. It. Yeah. <laughs> Got it. All right. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very calm. I'm very, you know, like I said, demure. Franny's are also very demure. De- like Franny's personality is that kind of the same shy kind mm-hmm. of um, not shy, but like kind of just, just reeled back a little bit. Not, not, not very aggressive, very yeah um very soft what are some i did not re-listen to that episode because it's too hard for me because i just cringe at hearing you speak and like even when i the only time i ever listen to an episode is when i'm editing the ones that we're about to come out with and even then i'm like yeah same i sound same same so so what did you hear from that episode that i can uh bounce off of or reflect on? so i don't remember like i couldn't remember just off the top of my head who who said what but we were talking about the beginning of the episode. We were talking about it's actually really good. This is a really good time for us to actually talk about this because we it's like a good segue from our last episode, which was like magical burnout. Because we were talking about burnout in in our first episode in the spirit the, the culture um, cultivating spiritual um, habits. We were first talking about what the habits were, like what like what spiritual habits we had. Um, which was really interesting because some of those I didn't even think about anymore. Like they, they're just, they're, they're habitual. Like they're just mm-hmm. kind of mundane. And I, I made a really good point where you start, you start doing these things so often that it doesn't, it's not routine anymore. It's just mundane. Like these spiritual things that you do in your everyday routine just become mundane as mundane as brushing your teeth. So like, you made a point of, of something as like you wanted to get better at praying the rosary more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's I, I scoffed at that too because I was just like, <laughs> I was like, because at the time I was saying, I was like, I, I want to get better at praying the rosary every day because I didn't, at the time, I didn't have a very close relationship with the rosary. And so I wanted to be, because like for someone who didn't grow up Catholic, it felt like something that was really kind of 
tedious and it felt like a chore, like something I had to get through. And sometimes that's still how it feels. Like it still feels like that sometimes when I'm praying the rosy where I'm just like, oh my God, I feel like I'm doing this out of obligation because I feel like I haven't done it in a long time. And I don't feel like a call to do it. Even though I should be doing it, I just don't feel like it. And then I said, it's very okay to not want to do something because we are folk practitioners and we, yeah. we do, we, we kind of have a little bit more freedom in regards to how we practice regard. I mean, I think the only, like the, the thing that I would just like add on to it, depending on what your spirits want you to do, you do have a little bit more freedom of what you can or cannot do. It's not like we're ceremonial magicians mm-hmm. where you have to have like some sort of routine and some sort of ritual. We're, right. we're folk magicians, so it's different. We do have a little bit more room to make it, you know, work for us and our lifestyle. Magic is based on need. Also, folk Catholicism is based on need. The one thing that kept also popping up was um, us getting better at blessing our food. Like, that kept popping up. I got better hmm. at that. That that was easy. I think I just started, like, habitually just blessing my food more often. And I just, I mean, I still forget sometimes because um, I was talking about how the reason why I forget is because I don't eat very often. So, like, when I do eat, I'm starving and I just start eating without thinking about praying. So I've gotten better okay, at blessing. Mariah. Mariah. What was that? Yeah, what was skinny that? Skinny legend. Mariah no, Carey. that's the reason why I'm not skinny. <laughs> because I don't eat enough. Like, I don't eat enough throughout the day i like have one humongous meal and it's usually garbage so my metabolism doesn't exist and i'm eating absolute garbage and i'm like scarfing it down you know what i mean so my body is like yeah absolute trash but yeah that's like what i remember off the top of my head you know it's funny i i don't bless my food anymore or at least not in the way of like like i was very much I would say that's a habit I did have since that last episode where I'd make a sign of the cross over myself and then the sign of benediction with the cross over my food. And ever since I mentioned in our last episode of spiritual magical burnout, I've just been feeling this like strange detachment from Catholicism. Not that it's going to be completely out of my practice, but like it doesn't feel just like, I don't know, I want to say like the word right, like it doesn't feel right, but that doesn't, (laughs) that doesn't feel right. But if, I, yeah, I've just been feeling detached from it. So I actually, as of recently, have stopped making the sign of the cross over myself and my food. I did a few times a few weeks ago during my retreat for school. But even since then, I don't I do not do it. One thing I am trying to cultivate, though, is trying to eat more mindfully, which like mindfulness is a form of meditation in and of itself, just being like fully aware in whatever it is you're doing, whether that's eating, drinking something, feeling something, hearing something, whatever. And that in and of itself to me is a spiritual habit. Because again, I think we, I may have talked in that episode from last season of how meditation affects us um, psychically and spiritually. Yeah, the rosary is just something I never ended up becoming consistent with. And obviously I'll use it with certain spirits. Like if I'm trying to petition Mary for something, I'll feel like I'll usually include the rosary. Have you heard of the seraphic rosary? No. So the seraphic rosary goes by a couple of names. This rosary is known as the Franciscan crown or the seraphic rosary. It's basically a rosary, but with seven decades instead of five. But the the mysteries of this rosary are the seven joys of Mary, which are the Annunciation, the Visitation, the Nativity of Christ, the Adoration of the Magi, the Finding in the Temple, the Resurrection, and then either or both of the Assumption of Mary and the Coronation of her. And the reason I really like this specific rosary is because it comes with some really fucking cool indulgences and indulgences are like these special graces that come when you do or receive certain things. Um, So with the seraphic rosary or the Franciscan crown, 
one of the indulgences when you pray it is that you can pray it on behalf of someone who's deceased and i think it like pretty much expedites their soul to like heaven and like you don't have to meet any special conditions because certain indulgences will only be granted if you went to confession and were forgiven and received communion and whatever so like there's certain criteria for you to meet to usually get an indulgence plenary indulgences specifically because those are like the highest form you can get mm-hmm. anyways you can just google what the the indulgence is associated with the franciscan crown or seraphic rosary so you would think that i wouldn't want to do it because i could barely keep up with the regular rosary but i've been having this rosary pop up in my dreams over actually while i was on my retreat in in los gatos for school i actually was having some synchronicities while there and one of them was that i had a dream with saint francis or i'm sorry with saint francis's rosaries because his order is the one who developed the seraphic rosary aka the franciscan crown and i remember there was just like several seraphic rosaries placed in front of me and i was i was asking my older brother like which one it was that he he got for me because he did actually gift me a seraphic rosary that he brought back from italy that was touched to the tomb of saint francis Mm. so like it holds like significance to me and i use that when i pray for my ancestors occasionally because obviously we have so many ancestors both known and unknown that if i can gain this indulgence for them that expedites their soul going to heaven and and crossing the other side whatever that is i just see that as like super powerful so i forgot where my train of thought was going with that i guess just the fact that i never got in the habit of praying the regular rosary but then it transitioned into using and praying the seraphic rosary so i guess where i was trying to say is like habits transform and evolve just like we do as practitioners and sometimes habits will just naturally no longer be a habit like it'll go and be replaced with something else or you just might see a a shift or change in in your certain habits so maybe like you meditate every day but suddenly now you're changing the type of meditation you do i think it's just beautiful how these things can happen when we just allow it to rather than resisting a habit changing for better i guess that makes sense yeah yeah i i mean i agree i think something that you need to be really kind you need to do just in general when you're trying to cultivate any sort of habit especially spiritual ones is to be fucking kind to yourself. I think this was a point that we made in the, in the first episode in the original episode is that just, just be gentle on yourself. Like that's like one thing that also brings forth self-awareness is like, you have to be aware of your capabilities. Like what are you realistically able to do? Like at the time, Oh, do you want you don't want to hear something real. This is another tangent. Um, you know, I hear something really interesting at the time we were recording that you were going to portland um you were still dating kevin when kevin was in portland you were still in like a long distance relationship when we recorded the episode the original episode mm-hmm. like you were still in like mm. the like the like the eve of your relationship like it was still very new damn it was that long it was very yeah it was around that like you were still like going back and forth between portland and san francisco and visiting kevin and you were were, you were talking about these habits that you were trying to cultivate and things changed because like look at what happened to your life since that time got it and you're completely right of how that feels like years ago right exactly so like when things like so it's not really that much of a tangent if you think about like the perspective that you have where the person that you were before you actually, but you know, in that episode, this was before, before your partner was living with you in San Francisco, you were going back and forth um, mm-hmm. between San Francisco and, and Portland. You're trying to cultivate these, these, these spiritual habits. And then your life changed completely within the last year, because now 
you're it's so your much. relationship is not long distance anymore you're living in the same house your practice is changing your your um your your perspective is changing you know you have to be really gentle with yourself because you have this expectation that you need to be able to do all of these things when they're not realistic because things change mm-hmm. like things change all the time so it's going to be really really important for you to just be fucking kind to yourself like be nicer to yourself self-compassion yeah just have like compassion for yourself because i think i mentioned it when it came to me doing the rosary every day was like i have to be nicer to myself when i don't fucking do the rosary like when i forget or like i just choose not to do it it's like i it doesn't make me less of a catholic it doesn't make me a bad catholic because i didn't do the rosary it's just it just makes me human so if you but also at the same time, like, I don't want that to be an excuse to be a lazy practitioner. Right. You know, I think that there's there's definitely a, um, there's like a, a sweet spot when it comes to doing the things that you need to do and not doing the things that you don't want to do. You know, there's something in the mm-hmm. middle there that you need to kind of hit. Well, it makes me think of the self-awareness that I was saying that you have, right? Like, without self-awareness, we can't be truly sure like am i not doing this habit because i'm being lazy or am i no longer engaging with it because it no longer fits who i am and what i actually need to move towards right without self-awareness we might just be not doing something because we're lazy and saying like oh no it's like i I just it doesn't feel right anymore right but like are you actually avoiding it because that's true or are you avoiding it because you're just lazy like Mm -hmm. having that self-awareness on top of that self-compassion i think is really important to understand why or why not a habit works or doesn't work for you anymore right I totally agree with you. But also, I think it's also this, at the same time, it's like you don't also have to do this alone. You don't have to be by yourself when trying to cultivate these 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 habits because you can have someone to hold you accountable. Like Ryan, I keep each other accountable all the time, especially when it comes to not just producing this podcast, but just in general, when it comes to our magic. Like at, at one point, like right factors and my practice were pretty similar. They're not similar anymore. <laughs> They're very different than what they what it used mm-hmm. to. They've really like I feel like we we met in the middle. Like we met at a point where we were very, very much the same, and then we just like <laughs> we just Diverged. separated yeah we we're just like i'll see you i'll see you later I'll, I'll i'll meet up with you later but yeah like our practice has like really shifted so far apart from each other so like holding each other accountable isn't the same anymore you know because we just don't practice the same way anymore like i still do my novenas i still do i mm-hmm. still do my i mean but it's not as like frequent as i like for example like uh, we have uh, mary's nativity coming up soon i'm doing a novena for that i did a really great easter was really great for me this year so like things like that have kind of grown into like my my novenas my my devotional work that shit has really grown a lot and i'm really happy about that but things that i really want to work on this year is definitely working on less of my my catholic spirits but more of like my local land spirits something like i want to make that more habitual because like the last time I, I went to go visit my local land sports was probably like three months ago. And that's a really long time. And I want to get it to where it's more habitual, where I see them at least once a month. There are these things that I have in my head that I know I want to do. And I just can't get myself to do it because, well, you know, Ryan and I also have different lives outside of magic, outside of the podcast. I mean, the podcast is included. Like we produce the podcast. I edit the videos. Rye edits the audio. I have like i said a full-time job i have i'm an editor for a content creator i am also my own content creator i'm also a small business owner so it's like i have all these things stacked up so like i always tend to like put my spirituality on the back burner which i shouldn't do you know because the reason why all of these things exist is because of my spirituality that that was gifted to me because of my spirits you know so like i have to i'm still trying to find that sweet spot like things have grown things have developed things have grown from what they were to what they are now but i'm still trying to find that balance you know 
Yeah, it's funny. I I thought I'd be like, not that I haven't been productive while unemployed, but like I thought I'd be more productive in the sense of like, I don't know, magic and and tarot and things like that. But really, it's like I feel like I've become a housewife of like, yes, I do the cooking, yes, I do the cleaning. Like I just get so caught up every day of like taking care of our animals and making sure my dog gets like an hour long walk every day. And suddenly it's like three o'clock and I need to make food for myself. So it's like, even I've gotten caught up in these habits of just, just getting to live since I don't work right now. And it's pretty indefinite with that. And now that school started again too, it's like, now it's me being a housewife on top of also a student again. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which isn't, you know, none of that's an excuse as to why I shouldn't be doing magic. I still, I actually, weren't we talking about simplifying back in the burnout episode? Yeah. I, I just actually simplified my ancestor altar. Like I didn't completely revamp it and strip the cloth, which does need to be washed. But like, I just had the sudden impulse of like, a lot of the shit on here doesn't need to be here. And it's like on yeah. top of a, it's supposed to be a wine cabinet, but I've turned it into like a magical storage unit. And so I just like took a bunch of shit off their altar that I like had to, you know, decide, does this actually need to be here or can it be removed? And so I stripped a good, like, I want to say maybe like 50% of the stuff that was there. Now it's like, when I look at it, it doesn't seem as cluttered. And I actually like have been spending more time at it it as of late. Isn't that crazy? Because now, okay, just to, to echo what you're talking about is simplifying my practice. I broke down my entire altar. My altar does not look is is not even a close reflection of what it used to be. My altar used to be so elaborate and it was so beautiful. It was so aesthetic. My altar, or I don't even call it an altar anymore because that's not what it is anymore. My workspace is now like a multi, like multi-functional space now. And it works now because now mostly it's a vanity. Like I use it to put my makeup on and it's, it's right here. And the the biggest part of the my workspace is a big old vanity mirror. And then I have my makeup on it on top of it, but I can clear it if I want to do some some spell work. I can just kind of like switch it out and like put some candles. And I have like the the surface is like a glossy white surface. So I can use like dry erase markers on it. So I can I can draw sigils on the surface and like put candles on top of it, which I've done, which is really, really, really nice because before it was just full of stuff. And I I had to like I drew like sigils on pieces of paper and then I put it on top and then I had like these altar cloths and then like the wax would get on the altar. Like it was just a lot to kind of maintain. And then like I have these like little mini shelves that are like on the side of my vanity mirror that holds Mary and then the other side holds Michael. And then I don't know if you can see, but right here, you see how small that's St. Anthony. Look how small his little altar is. See, it's it's so tiny. And his he, he used to be on the workspace. So it's like like really bringing it. Oh, I can see. I didn't realize I could expand your your camera. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. just had it like th- by the side by side, which makes us see like only each other's faces. Yeah. So right here, this is this is my little. Wait, I'm trying to point at it. Where are you? There. It's. Uh, I can't. It's all like reverse. There. That. So that's space to your right, where that chair is. That's your vanity. That's my vanity. Yeah. This is my vanity. This is actually this big black thing. That's where all my makeup is. It's like a briefcase of makeup. And then this table is like a glossy white surface and like this is like a little thing that was actually gifted to me by franny found it at a thrift store i love this it's so cute oh that is super cute you need to teach me how to do makeup next time i come through i would be are you kidding i would love to do that why haven't you ever told me that i would love to do your makeup i'd do a full beat i don't know i've never done anything more than like foundation and cover up i would love to oh my god that would be so beautiful and then i have like this small altar um protection altar that was made by a friend of mine oh i think i saw those at blasphemy yeah these are by coma witch 
they make yeah, they make these those are, those are cool yeah very very cool um and then i have like a little this is an old prosperity candle that i burnt that it's turned into like a little jar franny made this for me oh hella cute mm-hmm. and i just keep this on here and it's filled with cash and a little charm listeners if you if you want to see everything we're talking about you just got to subscribe to our patreon it's going to be on it's going to be on the youtube when when it's public but if you want to see it early subscribe to the patreon i made this really really cute money charm it's two dollar bills sewn together with herbs inside and sigils and stuff it's really cute i love that and i keep that in my prosperity jar and so like it's like it shifts my all my workspace shifts right um and then like above it you can't see it but above it is just shelves. That's my apothecary is right above it. Shelves of herbs and oils and stuff. I've also simplified simplified my like my daily my daily spiritual practice too, where I'm just kind of doing like spiritual passes with oils. Like I have next to my door there, like before I leave, there's like a little pedestal that has a couple of oils that I like to anoint myself with before I leave. I have um, a bottle of Florida water soap that I like to use to just to use before I, you know, before I leave and when I come home. Really simple stuff when when it comes to my magic now. Like I'm not stressing about mm-hmm. it anymore because the reason why it was difficult for me to cultivate good habits is because I made it complicated. I made it harder. There was all these elements that were involved, and I also a big, you know, one of the elements that were involved are these expectations that I need to do these things all the time, mm-hmm. and that's when I failed do you feel that social media had an impact on you causing you to feel like you had to do in part x y and z in part not because not because i was a content creator a a, a content consumer it's because i was a content creator so like i Mm. felt like i needed to do more to prove myself on the online space but then when i calmed down and stopped trying to put magic on my feed and just made my feed more about me less about my magic but more about me like if you look at my feed within the last year there's hardly any magic on it like i know that there's like one tarot reading on there and there's like two really like i think i posted them in november i did something for all saints day um which was really cool i want to produce more videos like that because i like those reels those were dope um but they take a lot of work but like all of it is my face and my friends and promos for events you know what i mean that's just that's just what my feed has become but before when i was so invested in making this like a magical instagram like a magic instagram which it it kind of is that's where i felt the pressure of needing to create magical content and i had to realize like babes you are not olivia you are not marshall you are not these people who have built a platform based on that that's not what like that's i just realized that that's not what you do like that's not that's not what you based your platform. That's what that's not how you built your platform. Your platform was on your on your queerness, is on your your the growth of you the your growth as a as a queer practitioner and your business. Like that's what that's that's what it was. That's how I grew my business, you know? And my brand. Like that's a big part of my brand was just what I do. And then, you know, obviously all of those things involved magic. So like it kind of inherently involved and I just stopped caring so much. Like I just stopped caring about the content content I made and I just posted the things that I thought were cool. And it just made it so much easier on me to practice privately, like silently, because I knew that I didn't have to think about also posting that because if i was going to post a spell i knew that i was going to have to do the spell and then film a demonstration not film me actually doing the spell but actually like redo the spell but not actually doing the spell you know what i mean it's like i always have to think about that in my head i was like okay so you're gonna do the spell you're gonna have to do it again and that just like 
it snowballed. I was like, okay. And then I never created anything because I was just like, this is getting too hard. Yeah. You know, I I love that you mentioned doing the passes and stuff with oils because one habit that I used to do a lot in my practice that I had learned through uh, City Alchemist when I took their Santissima Muerte courses was, was the spiritual passes with Florida water. That was something I did religiously, no pun intended, like <laughs> morning, evening, and night. And that's something I don't really do as much anymore. I'm, I'm slowly picking it back up. But what I have been doing a lot lately in recent months has been anointing myself with oils, uh, mainly my holy anointing oil that I've got off Etsy that I've also infused with Hoodoo Moses Ancestral Courage Powder. And then I have, what other oils do I do? I also have Hoodoo Moses's Archangel Michael anointing oil. I have your Divine Mother oil that you made. Oh, that I, God. I absolutely love. I love that oil. Like I'm not even trying. I'm not even trying to blow smoke up my own fucking ass. But that oil is incredible. I have a bottle of it, and I'm trying not to use it because I love it so fucking much. It's so good. Why can't you just make more? Because the base I don't make. The base Franny makes. Uh-huh. <clears throat> I make the rest. Franny knows how to make. Like Franny does this whole thing with with herbs and um and in, in incantation that I don't know yet. So Franny makes all the bases of all the oils, but I just for the Divine Mother. Divine Mother is the only oil that that I craft after the base is done. Everything else Franny makes, but the Divine Mother she didn't know how to make that, so I made it. But that is that I really do love that oil. <laughs> I really really it's a, it's so fragrant. Love it. It is very fragrant. Uh, but yeah, the, there's other oils like um, if anyone wants like a fantastic Catholic or full Catholic oil to use, there's a Etsy store called DNJC. Don't know what that stands for. I don't care. But they sell a bunch <laughs> of third class relics, both like medals, uh, sometimes rosaries and uh, sorry, saint medals, rosaries. Um, but they uh, what they're really popular for is their holy Exodus anointing oil, which is based off of the recipe given in the book of Exodus for anointing oil. But it's so fragrant. So I'm, I'm pretty sure they must use essential oils because I made it from scratch with the actual like constituent ingredients. And it does not smell fragrant at all. It just smells like olive oil. But I, I do like theirs because it's fragrant. But it's also been touched to over 100 plus different relics, like first class relics of different saints, including Mary and Jesus. But like I said, I infused that with Hoodoo Moses' Ancestral Courage Powder um, because, again, I see saints as ancestors, but also, you know, my personal ancestors. So now I try to anoint myself with that oil every day, but I also keep a small vial of it on my person all the time because sometimes I just feel like I need that boost, like just strength, courage, whatever it is, calling upon my ancestors. I've shared it with classmates before. And so, again, just an example of how my habit of doing Florida water passes, you know, day, evening and night transformed into now anointing myself with with an oil. And it, not to say you can't do both, but you know, it, my my focus has shifted in what I've been sort of drawn and called to do as as a pass or as an anointing. Yeah, I want to mention something too. If um if any of you listening enjoy keeping money in your bank account, don't become re- friends with Rye because she likes to like go to this store and buy this. Go to this store and buy this. Go, look at this ring. Oh my god! Look at this blah 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 blah. And I'm just like, babe, I'm on a fixed income. Please stop sending me things that I because you'll send me because you know I'm a fucking slut for jewelry. Stop sending me shit for jewelry. It, it it kills me every single time knowing that I can't have it. It kills me. Mm. And most of the jewelry that I get are like from small vendors. I was like, okay, this is coming from an Etsy shop. Like, stop. I can't do it anymore. I can't. <laughs> but it's so cute. I know. Like, I remember I remember when she first sent me the link to this. And I was just like, 
oh, this, I, I, I wanted the bigger one. I was like, I can't, like, I can't, this is the biggest one they had. I was like, I want the bigger one. I can't get the smaller one. I have to get the most expensive one. Did I send you the Guadalupe ring that I want to get? What did I just say? Hold on. I'm going to send it to you. God, I hate you. It's, Rye is the most... <laughs> it's the, i'm a material she girl. is she she loves her stuff and i'm just like i love my stuff too like i i i really really do love it but she'll be just she'll go go to this shop go to this shop this shop is so cute look how cute these earrings are i'm just like fuck god damn it you kill me every single time i sent you that wooden guadalupe altar box mm-hmm. right oh stunning i still want it very badly I also kind of want to make my own out of like an Altoid tin. Also for Santa Muerte. Just like to have like a pocket altar. Here she is. Oh, there's two that I favorited side by side. Perfect. I'm going to text it to you right fucking now. Okay, the first one I sent you I like more, but these are the two that I have favorited. I'm not going to lie to you. This mug is fucking on point tonight. I'm not going to lie to you. Mm. I actually didn't fuck up my eyeliner today, so. Yeah, that's very pretty. <laughs> And part of the reason I want that is because I don't Ugh, know. Do you just... see this? Our, Our Lady of Guadalupe singlet ring for men. Ew. I know. <laughs> Gross. I know. But part of the reason I want it is like I, I think the miraculous metal ring is is stunning. It's gorgeous. I love it. But like when I look at Mary now, I don't really feel like I've really been praying to or focusing on any other version of Mary other than Guadalupe, who I also see as her dual side of like Don Ancin, like you know, the goddess of the earth. So I, I feel like it's it's time to decommission this this Marian ring and wait, when did we do our consecration? Twenty twenty one? I never did it, you did. When was that? Twenty twenty one? Yeah, that mm-hmm. wasn't last year. Mm-hmm. Oh damn, so it's almost oh my god, it's almost been two years. Yeah, it's time to get a new ring. Let me actually this kind of <clears throat> now that you brought it up, and this kind of goes into habits because like you know, spending habits. And and also like a little bit into like materialism. When it comes to things that you don't necessarily resonate with and you giving things away because i know you've given stuff away um that you use like what's your process i'm trying to think of what i have given away when i was in san francisco you you gave shane a um a statue oh yeah something what is a statue mm-hmm. yeah oh my god that statue was gorgeous i got it from the botanica de something what they in it Los was Angeles. Really, it, that was really beautiful it was huge it was <laughs> it was humongous what actually was three feet tall it was it was like it was like two feet tall, and we got back to Shane's apartment. Shane was like, "Where the fuck am I putting this?" <laughs> because she was and like, "It's a, it's a siete colores Santa Muerte." Oh, if people don't know, like you can scroll stunning. back on my Instagram page. It's it's way way back, but it's a it's a siete colores seven colors Santa Muerte with these giant glittery golden angel wings, and yeah, she's holding it's this beautiful. beautiful cornucopia with money overflowing out of it, mm-hmm. and it has a ginormous fucking carga on the bottom of it, and. Uh, yeah, Akariga is um, you, it includes resin as well as other artifacts. That, it was like, like this thick. It was like huge, it's fucking huge, it's it's huge. fucking huge. But yeah, I, I gave that to Shane because I put her on an altar that I was intending to make like a prosperity altar, and I mm-hmm. loved it. I loved seeing it. I didn't really do much workings at it, if ever, really, and. I just felt like I was starting to neglect that statue. So I just felt like it could go to a better home. And obviously Shane is right. one of my closest friends and lives here in the city with me. So I, I offered it to them before I like, you know, gave it to anyone else and they accepted but, it. And so now 
she well, has it but there, but before there was no, you like, do ritual, that no there was no like ritual like decommissioning or, or anything of it i think i like I, I may have spoken to her or that specific statue and just been like you know like hey like you know i'm gonna give okay. you to a different home i'm not really feeling like too much is going on here um mm -hmm. as for other stuff i've given away i have a shit memory so i can't think right now but uh i know i gave you a bunch of stuff but those were things that i bought specifically yeah no for th th you. those weren't things that you actually worked with or like i had this giant batch of an oil it was one of my first oils i ever made back in 2021 i think it was a new moon and aries oil yeah i still and have it and yeah i never sold it but like i gave a bunch of vials of it to um or dropper bottlefuls of it to my to classmates and my cohort and to like friends of mine because originally i was going to sell it but it never you know came to be and it was just sitting on my shelf forever and i'm like this has given me great results i've gotten great feedback from those that i've given it to so fuck it i'm just gonna share the wealth and like give this out to people because that's what i felt you know called to do uh, as for like any like specific things i do before i give stuff out it really depends on what it is that i'm giving out you know mm. like obviously something like the santa muerte statue is like an ensouled, you know, effigy of her in a right. sense. And so like that I obviously communicated with as opposed to like a product that I made, even though it's a spiritual product, I just felt called to like kind of just, you know, be graceful with it and just give it out for free. Um, right. Yeah. Do, do you, have you? I was just curious. Do you do that? Or like? No, like I haven't given have anything a, away. Do you do? No, I haven't given anything away, like a anything that has like a, like something that was ensouled, like a like a statue or anything like that, or like a poppet or a fetish. I don't, I don't, I haven't given anything away yet. Um, I'm, I was just curious because I've never done it, so I didn't know what the what the process would. I would assume that it would be some sort of. I would ask permission first, and then, um, I guess like what you said, like decommission it in some way. Like you are not, you are no longer connected to me or whatever. And then like this is mm -hmm. like, and maybe like an introduction into like whoever you're giving it to, because Franny has given um uh, a statue away as well to one of our good friends, Joaquin, who is Adrian's partner, who has re recently started, not recently, but has cultivated a relationship with something within like at the same time like was getting really close to franny and franny was like i think this is a really good sign for me to like give you this because she's done really good things for me. you know all this stuff so i was just curious yeah, yeah i was just curious as to like because i know there are times where i'm just like i'm just like hoarding a whole bunch of stuff where i'm just like mm -hmm. like i have a i have a besom that's hanging on my wall that i don't even use anymore as for spiritual sweeps because my spiritual sweeps literally is just me sweeping like i don't even have to pull my besom off the wall anymore i just use a broom <laughs> you know so it's like like it's just cute now it's just like hanging on my on my on my wall cute but like there's a spirit there that i've used before that i just don't i just don't work with anymore i just I, and i for some reason in my head i just i, I feel like i can't give it away i don't know i just, I just it, it, that was just a passing thought i was just curious I mean, there's a difference between hoarding shit and like knowing when it's time to like part ways with something. Mm -hmm. So like, obviously, if it doesn't feel like it's time to part ways with your besom and you also are aware that like you're not just hoarding it to keep it like I think that's a sign that like, you know, it's not meant to leave you or your practice. No, yet. it's still or if it is maybe. No, it's still there. You know. It's still hanging there um, with the bristles up to keep spirits away so i think it's still doing a job so yeah i have it hanging with the bristles facing the ceiling so that it kind of just like wards away spirits right over my altar i think it's still doing something i just don't do spiritual sweets with any mm -hmm. my wand that i made well i made that like i can't like i don't want to get rid of that that's made from oak i found an oak branch outside and i'm i'm, I'm 
Mm, I don't want to get rid of that. Anyways, anything else? No, I think just, yeah, just recapping the importance of like giving yourself compassion and know that like if a habit's coming to an end, maybe that's for a reason, but also to garner enough self-awareness to know whether or not you're actually just being lazy or if it's just a time for a habit to shift change or just altogether be tossed out the window. Like just, just be compassionate with yourself and be patient. You mentioned being, you know, slow and taking time and like habits take time to form and they take time to to dissipate. Yeah. I mean, y'all, I'm telling you, well, you know what? I can give you an exact date from when that episode was published. Let's see. That episode was was April 18th. April 18th. So Mm -hmm. it's been last year. Well over a year. And that was probably a month. We probably recorded that a month before it was actually published. So it's been well over a year and our, and our habits, we can, you can see that we have grown, but we've grown very slowly. So it's like knowing that kind of gives me a little bit of comfort knowing it's like, you know, when things aren't happening as fast as I want them to be, it's well, because they're not supposed to, they're supposed Mm -hmm. to go slower. They're supposed to, you're supposed to just kind of wait for things to um, grow on their own. Um, just keep doing the things that you think that you need to do. And sometimes the things that you think you need to do aren't the things that you should be doing and you change, you know? So yeah. that gives me a little bit of comfort. It makes me a little bit, it just makes me feel I'm cause I'm very impatient. So like n- knowing that I have to wait for things makes me kind of mm-hmm. anxious, but I also kind of have to learn how to be patient with myself. Totally. And it's, it's just funny you say like a year is slow because to me, like a year is nothing. And so it's just like the context of what one can consider a year to be like, Obviously, if you're told you have a year left to live, like that's no time at all. But if it's like a year to when you think of like, oh, I have to cultivate this habit and keep it consistent over the course of a year, a year sounds like forever. Right. Well, because I think it's, yeah, like what you said, I think it's both. I think it's both depending on the perspective and like what you think, depending on what you're doing, like learning a new skill and it, it taking a year for you to learn a new skill. That's a long fucking time. But, you know, like what you said, it's like if you only have a year to live, like that's a year. That's it you know mm-hmm. so yeah it really does depend but yeah like i think when i had that habit of praying the rosary daily i don't think i ever saw myself falling out of it and now here i am honestly not even praying it once a week anymore so shit changes she's gonna start worshiping demons well she's gonna start conjuring demons i swear to fucking god she's like i fucking told you so <laughs> <laughs> this, you start in the woods with the the lesser key there's like fuck i knew Girl, it Girl, I'm, I'm just becoming buddhist now that's how i'm changing yeah yeah that's exactly i mean it's everything is going to shift that's just how it is you know and it's it's who knows maybe maybe the the theme of this podcast might shift we don't know maybe maybe at one point i mean i don't know if that's going to happen for me because right now i'm very very invested in my catholic but who knows maybe this just it won't the even just the theme of this podcast might change we probably we don't know We'll see. We'll we'll check in in a year and see what happens. Um, who knows? <laughs> Rye, Rye might hate me in a year and be like, you know what? I'm sick. I of... wouldn't be shocked. I yeah, I wouldn't be shocked either. I give you I give you enough reasons to hate me for sure. But yeah, I would. Oh my god, I would kill to do your faith. Next time we're in the same room again, that would be so much fun to do your faith. Because you know what? I want to do Franny's face so bad, so bad. I want to do Franny's face. I want to make her so pretty because she doesn't know how to do it herself. So like, I want to make her so pretty. She doesn't like getting glammed up. She thinks it's a waste of time. Boo. I know. I've just never done it because I don't know how and I just haven't, I haven't put the time into cultivating a habit of learning how to do makeup. Well, like, like to what extent do you want to do makeup? I don't know. To me? I don't know because I've never done it. I don't know. What do you want to look like? 
I don't know. Pretty? I mean, I'm already pretty, but even prettier. Oh my god. It's like talking to Francisco. I am so pretty. I put, I, I was like, can I put some bronzer on your face? So I started putting bronzer on her face. And she looked in the mirror. She goes, God, I'm so pretty. I was like, you're fucking welcome. I put bronzer on your face because you look like a fucking corpse. And I was just like, <laughs> I'm just going to put bronzer on your face because I needed some color. And she goes, I know, but it helps that I'm pretty. I was like, bitch, just say thank you. My God, it's like pulling teeth. Anyways, everyone, if you have not, <laughs> you're listening to this to this episode and you, have, you still haven't subscribe to the patreon i don't know what the hell you're you're doing because you're missing all of the extra stuff please if you feel inclined to support these two queers we really appreciate anyone's support um it goes a long way in producing this podcast and also our lifestyle it could cost a cup of coffee a month the lowest here we have is five dollars to support us to, to support the podcast and you get some small benefits along the way which includes a uh, monthly rosary circle which is incredible um early access videos to our podcast and um some bonus episodes and post shows which we really enjoy recording and, and producing for you guys whenever we possibly can we do our best to be as consistent as possible but you know life happens sometimes and sometimes we're not that consistent but we stay as consistent as we possibly can so if you haven't already joined please join the patreon it is i'm sorry it's patreon.com slash the red text and with that said my name is voga and i'm voga Lucente on instagram and i am rye aka the misty soul mystic on instagram and we will see you next time on our oh guy but before i i do the did you <laughs> trump got what was arrested i love that that was oh my fun. god yeah trump was arrested and got oh god that mug shop was so yummy that mug shop was one of the yummiest things i've seen anyways i just wanted to throw I that love out that there. he still i love that he still showed up to jail in a suit though i mean what do you expect but that look on his face it was so good it was so good i love that look and it was like, mm. <laughs> it's so yeah. he looks like oh i got caught oh god he looks so dumb i can't do it because i look really pretty right now but like he was like <laughs> he looks so dumb um but anyways trump got arrested if y'all haven't seen the mugshot please please look it up it's hilarious it is so funny but yeah we will see you next time on our next unholy communion bye, bye.